0: Hello there, this is Stephen Meadows, VP of Operations with Coldwell Banker Premier. Thanks for joining us on our bonus episode entitled Smart Goals. Hopefully this series will help give you some great insights on setting better goals, ones that are achievable, measurable, and all of the above. I won't spoil this surprise for you. So please have a listen, enjoy, and build your business. Have you heard of the SMART system of goal setting? People struggle with setting goals. It seems like a daunting task. This is largely because they lack the proper knowledge to do so. After all, not everyone goes to management school. Even those that do are not always prepared as they should be. This may be the reason why management consultant Peter Drucker came up with a system as part of his Management by Objectives, or MBO. This system is essentially the SMART goal setting system. If you are not familiar with SMART, it is an acronym that stands for specific, measurable, assignable, realistic, and time-related. Each component deals with a part of goal setting. Some have interpreted the letters in different ways. That's okay as long as there is agreement. If you are using the acronym for your own purposes, use what makes the most sense to you and what works best. To have a specific goal, imagine creating a video with you telling the viewers what your goal is about. They should be able to comprehend your goal without any questions. The more specific you can get, the better the overall goal setting process will be. For example, suppose you specify that you want more money as a goal. Would this draw questions if you presented this as a goal as it is? If the answer is yes, then you need further refinement. When you figure out your goals, the next step is to understand how to measure them. General goals will be difficult to measure, whereas specific goals will be easier. This is the part that can help you be accountable for meeting your goals. For a goal to be assignable, you need to be able to describe it in a way that you can pass it off to someone else. They should be able to run with it and not get too stuck on the details. Your goal should be realistic. People often get overzealous when setting their goals. They believe they should push themselves. Non-realistic goals will frustrate you and make you fail when trying to accomplish them. Of course, you don't want to set goals that are too easy that you don't see any growth. You need to set time frames for your goals. Otherwise, you will come up with excuses to push them off, and you will never get them completed. The best way to do this is to break your goals into tasks and then come up with milestones for each of those tasks. Applications of SMART goals. Having tips about SMART goals is great. However, sometimes it helps to solidify the concept by describing some applications of its use, which are described here. For clarification, the acronym is taken to stand for specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-based. Exercise program. Goal, to work out every day for 20 minutes per day and achieve a body mass index, or BMI, of 20. I will use the X system to attain that goal. Explanation, the specific part of the goal is to achieve the body mass index of 20. It is measurable as I can take a BMI reading throughout the period to compare. It may be attainable, assuming I believe in the X system or have used it before. It is realistic in that if I go to the gym and the assumptions are true, I will reach the goals. For time-based, I have given it 3 months and 20 minutes per day. Save for college. Goal. To save $50 per month in a 521 account and continue to do this until my child is ready for college, as the cost of college keeps rising. Explanation. Based on historical trends, college costs rise every year. Therefore, it is reasonable to assume that they will continue to rise. The specific goal is to use a 521 account, which in the United States allows for tax breaks when saving for college. My bank statements will allow me to measure whether I am saving enough each month and make the necessary adjustments. These goals are attainable as long as I can continue working. If I made some projections based on the number of years before needing the money, this plan is likely to be realistic. However, the best course of action would be to compare alternate plans to see which would give the best return. The frequency, time-based, is monthly over some years. As you can see from these two applications, there may be conditions that you need to consider when making these SMART goals. You have to make assumptions that may not always turn out to be correct. Therefore, you should always try to factor in alternatives whenever possible. It's not a perfect system, but it is a useful guideline to help you come up with a solid plan. The ideal situation is to be able to address each of the five components of SMART. Don't worry if you find some overlap. As long as you can work from your plan, it won't make much of a difference. Are you specific enough with your goals? You may recall the goal acronym called SMART. The S stands for specific. The others are measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-based. If you don't get the specific component right from the start, it will set you off in the wrong direction. This is the beacon of your goal navigation, if you will. If your beacon is going south when you meant to go north, you can guess things will not turn out as planned. For a goal to be specific, there should be no ambiguity. For instance, If someone states they want to run a business as their goal, would this be enough for them to hit the ground running? It's highly doubtful. What kind of business do they want to run? If you are good at advertising and you buy an accounting business, you probably are going to struggle getting this concept to fly. Of course, you could hire talented people who know the accounting side of the business. On the other hand, If you decided you were going to start a pay-per-click, or PPC, advertising agency that helps clients increase their return on investments with AdWords, this is much closer to having a solid goal that is specific. You may be able to refine it even further. Perhaps the business that you target are only B2B, etc. This is much more specific than the higher-level PPC advertising to anyone you can find. Is there room to get more specific with your goals? There usually is, but you don't want to get so specific that you are only targeting a few clients based on your criteria. This is dangerous, as those clients can pull the plug at a moment's notice. However, you may decide that you want to target businesses who have large advertising budgets. You will have more businesses to work from when you do this. You are certainly welcome to expand your goals for your business as you see fit. After you become established, you may find smaller businesses and individuals approaching you about running their PPC campaigns. This is great. As long as you have the resources to handle this new business, you should welcome it. If you want to know how specific you should be, you should be able to explain your goal to a friend in a way that they don't need much explanation of your concept. If you find they have a ton of questions or need clarification, this is an indication that further refinement of your goals is needed. How to Overcome the Flaws with SMART Goals SMART is an acronym. Those five letters mean different things to different people or groups. While many of the replacements are similar, if everyone who relies on them is not on board, this can cause problems with a project or plan. For instance, some reference the A in the acronym as achievable. That's a great aspect of any project to have. If it's not achievable, there is no way a goal or task will get accomplished. However, there are others who consider the A as standing for agreement. That is not similar to achievable. And it's one thing to have achievable goals, but if not everyone on the team is in agreement, that will cause problems down the line. Another example is the M, which many believe stands for measurable. That is a worthy aspect of any goal. If you can't measure your goals, you won't know when you are successful with them. The M can also mean motivational. If you use motivational instead of measurable, somehow you won't be as inclined to measure how you are doing. It may happen, but there's nothing to guarantee that. This is why people use guidelines such as SMART in the first place. Some will use rewarding as the R component. When you accomplish your goals, that will be the reward. So it's difficult to imagine what people come up with when they use this as part of the acronym. You can come up with many replacements for all the letters. When you search online, you will see several variations on what it means. This makes it tougher to use it as a concrete guideline. This confusion can cause the acronym to suffer in its effectiveness. The key when using a system such as this is to come up with the meaning for each that makes sense. This will depend on who is involved in the process. If you are the only one affected by the outcome, then you have some flexibilities in what the definition should be. If you're using it as part of a team, however, you will need to define it in a more concrete manner. If you allow for any ambiguity, this can delay or even derail your project. Even within a team, you have some flexibility. However, all changes should be communicated to the team. It's going to affect them, which means they have the right to know. Make your goals time-based. Without associating time to your goals, you are not going to get them done. It's easy to declare goals and make wishes that you'll get them accomplished, but too many other activities will get in the way. You need to create some accountability, and one great way to do that is to assign a time to your tasks. Make realistic timeframes. Sometimes, even when you choose a time frame that is realistic, you don't account for other tasks that may interrupt your schedule. There will always be something that creeps up and can serve to derail your goals. There's also the situation where others control setting time frames for you. If you work for someone else, he or she will expect you to complete certain tasks. You will have to negotiate the amount of time needed to complete those tasks. It's usually not to your benefit, which means putting in extra hours and working weekends. It may not be fair, but it is something that happens to many people. Others may have a say in how your time is managed. Your kids have places they need to go, and you'll need to get them there. You may need to spend time on those activities, but driving will take time out of your day. The point is to make sure to account for the unexpected time that will take you away from your allocated tasks. Some like to call this a fudge factor. If you haven't been doing so, keep track of your time so you can refer to it at a later date. You want to record the interruptions as well as the usual tasks. You can then get an average of the interruptions and account for them with your future time allocations. If you don't keep track of this information, it's going to be difficult to advance your goals. You will keep putting off what you want to accomplish and using the interruptions as the reasons why you can't get stuff done. When you create a list of goals, associate time to them and account for interruptions. You can have it all. Sometimes you'll get off track and stop recording your time. Try to get back on track as quickly as possible and don't beat yourself up that it happened. It's never too late to start up again And when you get your goals accomplished, it will give you a sense of purpose, which will make it all worthwhile. The one component missing from SMART goals. If you are not familiar with SMART goals, it is an acronym that stands for specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. You are likely to find variations to each of the letters, like reliable instead of realistic. But for the most part, the meaning will be similar. The SMART acronym is a great way to create and manage your goals. However, it is missing a crucial component. There should be an E component that stands for execute. The A in SMART does have a variation which is action-oriented, but that is not truly the same as execute. It's likely not included because doing so does not spell out an acronym that could be easily memorized. Some may get clever and use the SMART E with this new component. However, acronyms are created to be easily remembered. It's unlikely that people will remember to put the E at the end. Without executing your goals, all the rest of the letters in the acronym are meaningless. Granted, some people may assume that executing your goals is part of the acronym, but having it there to remind us can make all the difference in being successful. It's almost as if to say, oh yeah, I need to execute the plan now. The other components are important as well. What would you execute if you didn't define them? You need to follow what those components are telling you before executing them. Many people jump right to the execute stage without those components, and this usually leads them to fail in their goals. They make too many mistakes because they have nothing to guide them. It's like setting out on a quest with no map or navigational instruments. Another aspect of execution is tying it back to the other components. They are all meant to work in conjunction with one another. Execution is the only component that can be performed without the others, even if this is not the right way to go about setting goals. It's possible to swap out the word achievable with the word action. After all, the word realistic already implies achievable, at least to some degree. But the fact that all the letters in the SMART acronym can be swapped out with other similar words makes it difficult to drive the point home no matter how you decide to define your goals, always make sure that you remind yourself to execute them. Refer to this concept even when you are presented with other acronyms that are supposed to help you with your goal-setting efforts. Using tools to measure your goals. There are several ways to measure your goals, ranging from simple to complex and free to expensive. Sometimes it makes sense to spend money on tools but when setting goals for your own purposes, keeping it low cost makes sense. For instance, use a spreadsheet when first starting out. Most people associate Microsoft Excel with spreadsheets, and that costs money. However, there are free alternatives, such as OpenOffice Calc. The OpenOffice suite of products is available on multiple operating systems. This software is fully functional and compatible with Microsoft products. The best part is, it is free. Sometimes, you will need more sophisticated tools. For instance, when you work on multiple projects simultaneously, and there may be dependencies associated with some of the goals, you'll need to have a better method than a spreadsheet to manage these. This is also true when you have multiple people that you need to measure their contributions to the projects. While you could use spreadsheets for these, they are not meant for collaborative activities the reporting features are lacking in a spreadsheet program. A program such as Microsoft Project gives you more control over these types of features. Other factors to consider when measuring goals is workflow. When someone on your team updates a document, you want the whole team to know about it simultaneously. Otherwise, you will need to constantly coordinate changes to documents or other assets within the project. This can become a full-time job by itself. Keep in mind the tool should not be used as a means to run the projects for you. They have their uses, but the responsibility rests with you or the project manager. You also have to consider some flexibility in the measurement, as not every item will go according to plan. You may need to make some adjustments along the way. Being too rigid with the plan can cause problems within a team. Strict adherence to a tool will make the projects rigid by definition. On the other hand, you do need some ways to accurately measure the goals. It's a delicate balance that requires compassion as well as firmness. When choosing a tool, try to get your team involved so they know what to expect. This isn't always possible as some companies already have solutions implemented. If this is the case, you will need to manage the expectations of the team and provide any training and assistance needed to make the tool work for them.